Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. back everybody to another edition of the green room we waited a long time for this but uh march is in full swing uh probably the best month of the year i think matthew what's uh yeah college, college basketball so much going on it's already been exciting from the you know mid-major level with oakland the win away from the tournament but uh, now the big 10 tournament is getting underway um tomorrow for the men today for the women this is tuesday we're recording this but uh the big 10 tournament gets underway tomorrow for the men in indianapolis michigan state will open on thursday uh against maryland and michigan will open on friday against uh either maryland or michigan state which would be fun to see (laughs) yet another game between michigan and michigan state but as we sit here uh, pretty remarkable considering where we were 16, 17, whatever days ago when uh, you and I had wonderful former Spartan Matt Ishbia on to talk about things. And he guaranteed at that point that Michigan State would make the NCAA tournament. We laughed a lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yet, and he promised. Uh, if he, if and we promised him and he promised us that if, if he was right, he would come back on and gloat. We would give him the time he wanted to gloat. And here we are, 16, 17 days later, at Michigan State, barring upsets in every, you know, eight, you know, barring nine, 10 seeds winning every college basketball tournament, Michigan State is going to the uh, NCAA tournament. Pretty remarkable. Exactly how we saw it playing out. I, yeah. I was in full agreement with Matt. What are you talking about? I, yeah, I don't recall that. I believe it the whole time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> two, two wins over Indiana, but most importantly, wins over, I guess, number two, Michigan, number four, Illinois, or Ohio State, whichever one, um, four or five. So anyway, three wins over two uh, top five teams coming down the stretch. Plus, again, two, two important wins that can't be overlooked either against Indiana, a team that was also on the bubble. And Michigan State probably knocked them squarely off of it um, and took their spot. Um, but, uh, I mean, they're in, right? I mean, there's no – nothing yeah. can happen anywhere across the country. I mean, other than, again, every, you know, 11, 12 seed winning a college basketball tournament. And and we're kind of past most of that now. I mean, most right. of the – certainly by tonight, Tuesday, I think people uh, – you know, most of those mid-major conferences will be decided. So – and I, but I think at this point now there's not enough left – Certainly not for Michigan State at this point. Maybe some of those teams that you're seeing in the first four in some of these uh, predictions are still sweating it out. Um, but I can't. And Michigan State's at the point now where, depending on what they do this week, they could start playing themselves into like a nine ten range. I mean, yeah. that's not that's not bubble territory. So where are they now? Yeah, you think, where are they now? You think? Um, probably an eleven right now. If nothing, if they lose, if they go one and done, probably eleven. I. I mean, I think they're certainly out of the first four. Not that an 11, I mean, I think an 11 is one of those games. So, 
I, I, I think, I think that's a safe bet right now. If they win, I, if they beat Maryland, I think they're probably still on a, see, I say that, I mean, they could move to a 10. Obviously you beat Michigan a second time. I think 10 would be the worst they'd be. Um, but at some point you don't want it. It's like, you don't, I don't think they want to be a nine. Just if, if you have any thoughts of really actually doing something in the NCAA tournament, you don't want to be an eight or nine because you're going to play the a number one seed, the second game. So, you know, maybe all of that's wishful thinking at this point. Um, maybe Michigan state fans should be happy that this is, Hey, you, you, the way this was season was going, I, I think most people are going to be happy knowing you're in maybe get a win. Uh, don't go one and done. I mean, get get a win and then play good in the second, but get knocked. I think most people would be happy with that. Um, yeah. I'm sure there's some diehards that say, "Oh, you know, we want to." But I think realistically, that that would be a pretty good end of what was looking pretty miserable a few weeks ago. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens this week. This week is so silly, though. You know, it's fun to go. It's fun. It's a fun thing to cover in a normal year. We'll see what it's like this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the conference tournaments, they can be cool and everyone's there and you're seeing a lot of good games, but the big 10 one, especially being the last one to finish. And then the selection shows on, it's like immediately you don't care what happened, I know. Uh, and especially for some of these higher seeded teams, like a Michigan or, or an Iowa, both have guys, you know, um, Eli Brooks for Michigan, Joe Wieskamp for Iowa. Both guys got hurt on Sunday or was Iowa Saturday or Sunday. Anyway, um, those guys aren't going to, they're not going to play those guys this week. Right. Cause this doesn't matter. They yeah. need those guys for the following. They need to take all 12, 13 days. So it's, it's kind of an odd thing. Izzo's never loved it, but he's warmed up to it. It's cause it's kind of fun, but it's, it's so it's strange. What do we really it's get? Fun if, it, it'd be more, it, it's fun. It'd be more fun if it finished on Saturday, you know, it just, I know, you know yeah. they, have, they bump it up again. I mean, it, literally the game ends and the selection shows on. And so, yeah, yeah, like you said, I mean, a Michigan or a Michigan State, you know, they've won a lot of Big Ten tournament championships over the years. And it's like instantly no one cares, uh, you know, at all. I mean, it's all about the next yeah. thing. It's, you know, so it's be, the Big Ten, I think, would get more bang for their buck, you know, with the, you know, moving into Saturday uh, for the final. But then again, they also get the eyeballs for that final right. game because everyone's tuned in to watch the selection show. So, well, right. You know, it's all about money. It's CB- and I'm sure yeah. That's why, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm sure that's definitely because it's CBS and that, right. you know, they are, they're the network carrying it. So they right. go right into it. So everybody watches that game. Yeah, so I get media, it. It's but just, for the media, it's annoying. And we all know. Oh, it's not annoying. All, it's miserable. We all know that, you know, it's all about making our lives easier. I mean, fans <laughs> love to hear how bad we have it. Um, hobnobbing across the country covering sports it's a tough life let me just tell you uh, <laughs> hold on that there's nothing worse than your team being in the big 10 championship it's a lot of work game. it's a lot of work the there's nothing season, worse yeah one season because you got Michigan, all this yeah. hype up to it and yeah. they immediately don't care yeah but the logistics of it are a nightmare too afterward everyone's especially if your team you're covering wins yeah you know they do the whole thing on the court and the, the got to cut the nets down and they literally go right from that into a room to watch the selection and the whole time you're up against deadline you got to write this stuff and you don't get them till after the announcement so if your team's in your covering you want them to lose because you'll get them in that little uh (laughs) in between before they go to the the announcement but yeah people don't care about that um no people no the one year like for us i guess yeah it really is i mean we have it so rough you know it's it's tough (laughs) um but uh well some people some people just so you know like some people hold on some people like tony paul forget to book rooms in indianapolis and uh 
you know, yeah, and they got to sleep did, on my floor. But well, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't sleep on your floor. We had two beds, uh, and I filled the cooler with beer, which we, <laughs> neither one of us drank any of it. Uh, you know, I, maybe you did after I left, but I at least I at least filled the uh, the fridge with beer. So I, I, I pulled <laughs> well, my weight. Yeah, there's no shortage of places in Indianapolis to hang out. So no, I, no. this year might be different. We'll see. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, crazy thing is, I might be going back to Indy. Who knows? We'll hey, OU tonight. tonight. Yeah, oh, Grizzlies. Uh, they're a great game last night. The Horizon tournament's been a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, Oakland's looking for their first NCAA tournament bid since 2011. Um, but Michigan State is looking for their first NCAA tournament bid since their last one. 23 in a row, uh, which, again, uh, we discussed this a couple, a little over two weeks ago. I mean, nobody with um, a sense of reality could have seen this coming. Um, uh, yeah, you can expect, you know, an ISO team to do something that surprises you, but not win all these games that they basically had to win all of them um, to get to this point. And, uh, but there was one guy who, uh, who, who told us otherwise. Um, I, I still, uh, don't believe he would have bet, uh, his billion dollar fortune on it. However, uh, Matt Ishbia, former Michigan state basketball player, um, told us that uh, Michigan state would win enough games to get into the NCAA tournament. And, uh, he promised that if they did, he would come back and we would give him all the time in the world that he wanted to gloat. And, um, amazingly here we are. Letting him gloat. We caught up with Matt yesterday, and here's our conversation with him. Well, and of course, if, if anyone has listened to the podcast recently, they would have known, eh, I don't know, three, four weeks ago, there was at least one person who had never lost faith in Michigan State, even though the cynics here on this pod did. Um, of course, Matt Ishbia, 2000 national champion, told us Michigan State will make the NCAA tournament. We scoffed at him. We openly criticized him. And he was right, and he's here now to gloat. Matt, uh, what do you have to say now that we uh, look stupid? And you're, of course, you knew what you were talking about all along. Uh, no, I don't. I don't know about that, but I think the Spartans, as we saw, Coach Izzo gets his team rolling, and and we, you know, they had a tough 15, 16 day stretch, and Coach gets them ready. They get better every year, and I'm proud to see it. And I mean, I don't know how many teams ever won three top five games in a in a two week period, but uh, Coach Izzo did it. I always believe in him, and and that usually works out for me. I, now, look, I understand. Now, obviously, you're going to – the position you're in, you're going to believe in Tom Izzo every day, 100% of the time. People have played there, get it. You know, people around the program understand it. But was there any part of you, a small part of you that thought, man, this schedule is tough down the stretch. It, it's going to be hard. I don't know if they can do it. Even though you're going to believe he can, was there any part of you that doubted it? Not not, not, not any part of me at all. Not, like I said, unequivocally, I told you on the call, what was it, three weeks ago, hundred percent they're making the tournament it didn't even cross my mind i don't care who they're playing like like i said you just you know how do you know the future what's gonna happen in the future you, you see what happens in the past 25 years we know who tom Izzo is we know what michigan state basketball is it wasn't gonna happen i, I believe him he's, he, and i believed in the team and and, and they came through and, and we talked about this a little bit before but it, everything seemed just a little bit behind they had the three-week you know shutdown because of covid so this kind of felt like in a normal season, you would have seen this progress maybe a few weeks ago. Is is it hard to understate what it's like to not play for that amount of time, especially when you got guys still kind of figuring out a little bit? Absolutely. I think that's a great, great way of thinking of it. You know, they're usually doing this more in the beginning of February, making the run. Now it's the end of February, beginning of March, they're making their push. 
Um, and that's just how Tom Izzo teams, they, they take a while to gel. You lost 20 days of practice. You're missing out on opportunities, two a days and COVID really hit. And teams that get better through the year, like Tom Izzo's teams, they're the ones that got hurt most by COVID teams that are just kind of already existing. Like he has a lot of players gelling, he lost two his two top players last year. It takes time to get them together. And, and, and now he's doing it. And hopefully they got a little bit of a run left in them. And, and obviously, you know, Tom, as well as anybody, when you when people see the emotion from him, you, you can understand the emotion. Like when you win a championship, I think of a couple of years ago when they beat Michigan in the Big Ten tournament final after Kyle Arns got hurt and you see the emotion from him. But we saw it again Sunday for a team that's 15 and 11. But just the just the emotion that that guy has, what does that mean to players that they know he's that invested in them and everything they're doing. It, it, how can you put that into words, I guess, for, for guys in the program? Yeah, so it's, it's a different level. You realize that this guy loves you. He cares. It's not fake. He doesn't, he's not fake crying. He's like, he's all in. He puts his heart on his sleeve and he's all in for you. And he'll run through a wall for you. And he'll, he'll ask you to run through a wall too, as we all know, right? And he'll get after you. But that's why none of his players ever get upset. Like, oh, he's yelling at me. He's yelling because he loves me. Not because he's yelling at me. He wants us to win. He cares about me. And so it's a, it's a different type of thing. And Izzo's really got that. And it's fun to see him get emotional because that's who he is. It's not, it's not a fake. There's nothing fake about him. He's all in. He's a genuine guy. He actually cares. And now Tony, I think, so are you with us, Tony? Are you there? Pat? I, I am. I'm ready to run through a wall for Matt. As yeah. As he is right now. So <laughs> yeah, he already, Matt was already able to gloat in the first few okay. minutes here, I'm proving us, proving us wrong. Um, <laughs> but that's no surprise. Um, so well, that's yeah, impressive stuff. That was, uh, uh, I didn't see this coming, and uh, I mean, I still maintain that you know you said what you said because you know you obviously are tied to the program, invest in the program. Um, I don't think you would have gambled your whole company on that outcome, <laughs> um, but congratulations nonetheless. Um, any similar feeling going into the tournament? Yeah, well, the NCAA tournament I feel strong about. I feel like is all like the Big Ten tournament. We'll see how that goes, but the NCAA tournament. Um, hey, you know. I, I'm not betting against Coach Izzo, and I, and I and I, and it's not just because I played for him. It's because I know what he's done before. I know how he gets a team ready. Would I be surprised? I think I said it on the first podcast that I would see them make a run through the first weekend of the tournament too. And I would I be surprised if they win two games in the NCAA tournament? Absolutely not. Do I think they're winning a national championship? I'm not ready to say that. I don't believe that that's the case. But I don't I don't think there's a team that doesn't want to play them based on that we just beat three top five teams in the last two right. weeks. Who, who wants to play Michigan State? True. Yeah, I can't imagine being like a say you're a six seed and they're an eleven, and you look and see Michigan State. Gee, thanks a lot. Thanks for that pairing or that draw. Um, but it, it it is kind of remarkable to consider that we're at the point we're at right now. And and you're right. I mean, it's hard to count them out. But I want to ask you as a player: seven games in sixteen days. Can you try and describe to us what that was like for these guys? I know we saw them kind of run out of gas a little bit there, Maryland a little early against Indiana, but they didn't, they seemed fine Sunday. What is it like to go through that sort of stretch as a player with, especially with that amount of pressure on you too? Yeah. Well, as a player that uh, sat on the bench, it was actually well. easy to just watch the games. I didn't actually have to play. <laughs> now I'm just teasing. But so for me, it wasn't, but, but the re the reality is the the grueling practice, the, the quick one day turnarounds on film, the free, like the free throws in the morning, they're studying at night. Like there's a lot of stuff going. They're also in school too. These are, they're not full-time jobs. They're actually working in school and trying to do things like, it's a lot of pressure. And then to have everybody in the media and the Twitter world and everything kind of on them as well, 
you know, it's a lot of pressure. And these guys, these kids stepped up. They kind of banded together. Sometimes that brings people closer together to kind of go through something that's like unthinkable to play 16 in 16 days, play seven teams and, 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 and we have to win five of them against five, you know, top five. I mean, they had a lot going on. So I think the way as a player you have to kind of think is like you have to take one game at a time, one day at a time and not look at the whole thing. You just kind of knock it out every single day. So are you so you're not predicting a national title, obviously, but um, I'm assuming you will be watching every minute over the over the next few weeks. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I, I try to watch every time I can. You know, I believe in them. I love the team. I love Coach Izzo. I know he's got everything going as best he can, and and I'm I'm believing in them. I think they're going to make a little bit of a run. I think they got some more wins left in them. Do you do you guys from you know that you played with? Do you guys still talk all? All the time, do you guys talk about the games, or do you? Is there a back and forth about what you think should happen or what's happening when all this yeah, is going on? We're all the time. I actually had dinner with uh, Mateen and Charlie on Saturday night before the Michigan Michigan State game, and we all had dinner together, talked about what we thought was going to happen the next day, and all three of us were right. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. Uh, but we, we, I'm just teasing, but we're all in. You know, like, we all know what coach is going through, what the players are going through, and it was it's just fun to stay connected and all all spend time together and talk about the Spartans. Probably doesn't hurt throwing in a little win there against Michigan to to close it out. I can imagine. Yeah, we enjoy that. We we enjoy that thoroughly. All right, all right, Matt. Well, I appreciate. I know your time's short, but I'm glad you could come on and uh, remind us that we're wrong as usual. Yeah, thank and, uh, you, thank you so very much for doing that. Thank you. Every once in a while, I get some things right, but it's glad. I'm glad that we're. I, I think we're all on the same page. We're happy for this. We want the Spartans to do well, and we're all Izzo fans, and so I'm excited to see them do good things. But thanks for having me. I appreciate you guys and all that you do. You got it, man. Thanks a lot, man. See you guys later. Yeah, great. Good for you. There you have it. Now, to, yeah. now everyone ignore the fact that Tony was late. Uh, and, uh, again, by the way, both times Matt Ishmael's been on, I've been late. Uh, the first one was an early recording, and I don't like to wake up very early, and that one was rough. No excuse yesterday. Other than, uh, yeah, I was just like, uh, I did like though too when you said, "Hey, you would you have bet the company's fortune?" He did laugh. He did laugh. So, you know, there's could, no way. There's no way. I mean, we and you I, know we're doing this on Zoom so we can see him, and he's laughing, yeah. kind of shaking his head. He's, you know, yeah. he might not want to admit it, but yeah, that wasn't. We were putting that sort of wager on it. The reality is, and I said this when we were talking, is that he said what he said because he's a diehard. He's part of the family. Uh, he maybe deep down had a little bit of belief in them, but there's oh, yeah. no, there's no way he was certain that this was going to happen. Nobody. He said he was, was what happen. are you talking about? I, I don't believe him. it. I don't believe it. I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Nobody could have seen this guy. Imagine if you picked the money line for Michigan state to win all five of those games. If you could do it, I thought you did, didn't you? No, I picked him on two of them. <laughs> um, uh, but I I chickened out in the end. The first one I did was the Indiana game, the game that got it kind of rolling. I picked him on the money line, and then they got up by four in the second half, and I chickened out and cashed out for like a measly $20 profit. If yeah. I would have stuck with him, I would have won a little bit more, but uh, a lot more actually. But uh, but if you if you could have done a parlay for, to pick Michigan State to win Mich against Indiana twice and Michigan, Illinois, and Ohio State, taking the money line. I, I mean, you could have put five dollars down and you might have won thirty thousand bucks. I mean, it's just that's yeah. how incredible this was. And kudos to him, and kudos to him for coming back on to gloat and rub it in our face. Um, yeah, you know, it would have been tougher for him coming on if he was totally wrong. And yeah, I don't think know. we would have heard from him for a while if, if he would have been wrong. 
Um, but, uh, but now, you know, so now they're in and that's a great story and it's, it's, it's great for Izzo and the program to extend it to 23, but now they got, you know, they got tough work ahead. They got a tough game in the big Ted tournament, Maryland at 1130 AM on Thursday. Uh, they lost to Maryland, obviously played very poorly in that game, um, just a week ago or whatnot. And, uh, so they got a tough game there. Possibly if they win that one, they got Michigan again. Um, so they got a tough road. Um, you know, they're in, so that's a good thing for them, but they do, I think still want to, they want to get that seating up as much as they can. So this matters a little bit more to Michigan State than maybe it does in a typical year. Yeah, but, and you're right, but you're always weighing that, especially right now with the fact that they just went through seven games in 16 days and their, their key guys, I mean, I know they play a lot of guys, but their key guys are playing heavy minutes right now. Um, how much do you want to push them at this point when it might gain you one line, you know, in a seed, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough balance. I can, you know, I remember two years ago, um, you know, Michigan state had won the big 10. They go into the conference tournament and Cassius was playing, you know, 38, 39 minutes a game. And the thought was, you know, go through the motions against Ohio state and check out and get ready for the NCAA tournament. Well, Cassius looked like he was following that plan and uh, until Foster Lawyer came in and decided to make a bunch of shots and they beat Ohio State. Well, now you're there. You know, I forget who they think they beat Wisconsin in the semifinal. Now you're playing Michigan again. So you're locked in for a full run. And, of course, they still made the final four. So maybe the, you know, your tired, worn out thing is a little bit of an excuse and isn't as much. Maybe maybe in past years, but this year is a real concern. I I think it's real this year. I think you've, I think it's, been obvious in certain games especially that maryland game the first time and then even a couple nights later against indiana even though they won i think both those games they were they were fried a little bit in in ann arbor against michigan but that was i don't think that was the sole thing but then you know sunday against michigan they didn't they looked fine so who knows i'm sure the extra days here help so yeah the, the other thing too is you guys you get those guys out on the floor and you know something practical goes right out the window when you're in a game. I mean, they they don't go out there to go through the motions. No. You know, no, and then they lost to Maryland a week ago. So no, you're you the, you're competitors. You're kind yeah. of, your athletes are competitors. They want to win no matter what. And uh, you know, I mean uh, you know, I mean I don't see Michigan State making a, you know, what is it, a one, two, four game run into this thing anyway, you know, but um, yeah. you know, they're not gonna they're, they're gonna want to win that game against Maryland. I mean they're gonna want some revenge and and, uh, you know, I mean, they, they, you know, anything you can do for the seating, like you said, though, you know, getting into the eight, nine is almost more dangerous than staying at 10 or an 11 um, for Michigan State's purposes, because, you know, the one that they would be matched up with would not be Michigan. Um, mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, they're, they have a tall task on their hands trying to, to pull off. I saw one. Ball. I saw yeah. one bracket. I think it was Jerry Palm at CBS yesterday had up, had them moved up to a nine already. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was opposite Illinois, which. I, well, I'll tell you old, what. Un, under the old bracketing principles, you couldn't do, but I right. think a lot of them are getting thrown out, especially yeah, this year. Yeah, there's no. I don't think that you know because in the old ones, you know, there's travel and there's sites and all. You know, and of course, you don't want to play a team twice. But you know, this year everything is out the window. The brackets, I think, are going to be very fascinating to see what it looks like. Um, mm-hmm. I think it will look different. I think you will possibly have rematch matchups early on, um, but. Um, you know, this is, uh, you know, this is an interesting time. And I, uh, I think that, uh, yeah, it's exciting. You know, I, you know, as, as someone who's jaded like me, I mean, I love, I love the NCAA <laughs> tournament and, uh, 
you know, to see Michigan State getting a getting a crack at this thing. But I think why Jerry Palm probably has him as a nine. You're starting to see the the love that people have for the Big Ten, and it's a very good conference, yeah. obviously. But I was looking at one of the lines the other day, DraftKings, I think it was. They uh, they're doing a seating thing where you can bet over unders on seating, like if you don't have enough to oh, bet geez. on. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Seriously, it's like okay, uh, you know. So that's for people that bet the coin toss in the Super Bowl, which was, by the way, my only win on a bet in the Super Bowl. But anyway, so, so uh, apparently for guys yeah, like you, yeah, for guys like me. So anyway, the, so they had the over under on the seating, and one that jumped out at me was Wisconsin. They had the over under as five and a half, mm. and I'm like. Holy crap. Like, here's a Wisconsin team that's free-falling. They're in, but they're free-falling. That's true. Um, Michigan State's resume is better. I mean, as far as top quad one wins and, and stuff and beating, you know, the good teams. And Michigan State's, you know, and so I think that's a lot of that's because of the love that the Big Ten's getting. They're getting a lot of respect right now um, with, the, with the selection committee, uh, you know, mulling this over ahead of uh, Sunday. Uh, and so I think right. that that's probably why Michigan State might already be a nine because again it's the Big Ten, it's the best team and best conference in the country, and Michigan State beat the top three teams. Uh, so uh, yeah. you know it's going to be interesting to see. Um, but you're right, that's a that's a dangerous line because again, you know going up against number one in the second round, you're not going to get Michigan, and so it's going to be one of the other three, and that's you know that's yeah. probably that's probably the end of the road. Well, think back a couple of when, um, you know, when like Miles and Cassius and those guys were all freshmen, um, they were a nine, eight or nine. I forget which eight or nine. They played Miami in the first round and, you know, and ended up having a great second half and blowing Miami out. But the next game was against Kansas, you know, and that was it was a game for a half. But they, they really weren't going to win that game, you know, whereas if you're, you know, if you're a 10 and you're playing a three. That's a whole different ball game. I mean, you you, you know, you you still got to pull off an upset, but when you look right. at the likely one seeds this year, yeah, it's, it's to, a, to you, me it's you a clear see a fall off. You see, a yeah, fall there's off. a clear jump from Gonzaga, Baylor, Michigan, eh, even Illinois to an extent, but certainly Gonzaga, Baylor, Michigan. And there's uh, to me, it's a noticeable gap when you get down to two, especially threes. Um, yeah. So I well you know, three for sure, three for sure. Two the, the twos are pretty good. Yeah, if you uh, want, if you want a legit shot of getting out, out of that first weekend, making a Sweet Sixteen, uh, try and stay off the eight nine line, because yeah, that's yeah. just you know it's just harder to do. And yeah, so maybe a loss against Maryland might end up being the best thing for him. Who knows? Might not be you the know, worst. Might, you know. might be able to kind of refresh a little bit, you know. Because and, Mar- and look, the gauntlet they have gone yeah. through has been crazy. And Maryland proved they're a tough matchup just because of the way they defend. Mm-hmm. You know, Michigan State doesn't have a post threat really to dump it into, which is something you kind of need against Maryland and they got to be able to shoot the ball well. And they certainly didn't last week when they played them right. and ball didn't move, but you know, a lot of the same issues with Michigan state, but it's amazing as Izzo has said many times that the ball going in the basket uh, really solves a lot of ills. Yeah. Um, and that was, if you just look at the two Michigan games, I mean, you could sit there and dissect it and go over little parts of it and all that, but really the big difference was Michigan state made more shots on Sunday. It's not like they got a lot of different shots or t- or easier shots. I mean, I think Rocket Watch. They got, they got, they got, they got slightly easier shots. They did, uh, they did, but still, Rocket Watch was still making jumpers. Now, look, he looked right. more comfortable, more at ease, was getting in the lane more, like they wanted. Um, but ultimately, it came down to putting the ball in the basket, which right, Langford they did not do. Langford, Langford hits the yeah. big three, and 
Uh, you know, I mean, those yeah. are things we just haven't seen much of Michigan State. I mean, when they've needed big shots this year, so many, I mean, they just, especially before this run, they just didn't have it. I mean, they didn't make them. I mean, it was just none. Like, I mean, when they needed yeah, the big shot, they, yeah. no, when they needed the big shot, they couldn't find it. And now they're starting to find it. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they, how they do moving forward again, you know, wouldn't surprise me if it's one and done and it would be a pretty impressive season. Um, even if it was one and done, just getting to where they got to when nobody outside of Matt Ishbia thought that they could uh, get to this point. So. Well, the interesting thing too, is right now where it's like, what do we talk about this week? Cause I think with the big 10 tournament, people are like, eh, eh, whatever. If you win some great, if not, whatever. It's it's next week, and when we we'll we'll probably jump on here early next week when we know exactly right. where they're seated, who they're playing, and get a better idea of do we think this they, they got a chance to win a couple of games or, or or what, and then you yeah kind of go from there. But if if yeah. we see that's but that's been the thing with Michigan State all year, you'll see moments where they play really well, and you're like if they do that, right? Certainly, like they played Sunday, the way guys like uh, Marcus Bingham is playing. Joey Hauser's been making some big shots lately, although he still struggles with the turnovers. Um, you're seeing something from a lot of different guys that you didn't see earlier in the year. So if you continue to do that and take care of the ball, look at the turnovers, everybody, and look at wins and losses. They, they, they've won a couple of games in there with a lot of turnovers, but they only had eight against Michigan on Sunday. Uh, I want to say it was the Illinois game. They only had seven or eight. It's it matters, especially with this team, because as they've said themselves, the margin for error is slim. Yeah. You know, you can't play poorly and win. This team has to play well. Um, and we've seen it in stretches. We just haven't seen it consistently. Can they do that, you know, for six games over the course of a couple of weeks? We'll see. Yeah. But Rocket Watts playing that way certainly gives you hope that they can. Rocket Watts playing the way he did Thursday when he sat the last 17 minutes. Uh doesn't give you as much hope so right you know right. it's both they're both examples are out there which one do they find i guess we'll see well you know the interesting thing is and again maryland uh and michigan state 11 30 a.m thursday in indianapolis their big 10 opener the interesting thing about this game for michigan state is it's the first game in how long that they've played where they can breathe that's true you know yeah. i mean this is yeah. i mean when was the last time they played a game where they went into it feeling relaxed and they could breathe. I mean, they've played all these games where they felt they had to win every single one of them and damn near did. Um, uh, and, uh, and now, you know, now they're going into it. So I'll be interested to see how they come out because I'm sure Izzo's saying, look, don't, you know, don't leave anything to chance. We got to keep winning and building and whatever. But the reality is they're in and I think everyone knows it and I think they know it. So I'll be interested to see how they come out uh, for the first time in a while having a, Having some oxygen, you know, uh, to, uh, to, I, to to yeah, rely on. I'd I'd be willing to say this is the first time they'll they'll play without any pressure since the Big Ten season started, because if you remember that they started, well, they started with three straight and, losses. Yes, zero and three. Yeah, I mean, right out of the gate, you're like, all right, what the hell's going on? I mean, the mm -hmm. first loss was at Northwestern. Yeah. Now I know Northwestern when I went to beat a couple of teams, but they still lost thirteen in a row. The point is, you you started the season out zero and three. And you're immediately in a hole. I, yeah, I think they've kind of had this. Maybe not obviously the, the pressure of the last couple of weeks, right. but I think all year it's been because you know the the play hasn't been very good, and so there's just been this constant search of we got to find something. And you might win a couple, and then you lose two, and then you have the COVID thing, and you yeah. lose three in a row out of that. It's just I feel like that 
has kind of been hanging over their shoulder all year. So yeah, I, yeah this might be the first time they truly since uh, what was the last non-conference game they played? It was, wasn't Detroit, but it was like Western or Oakland or something where they, they went out and were like just loose. So who knows? Maybe, maybe Thursday we will see a kind of a different game. Maybe the shots aren't as short. Maybe they're not as tight taking some of these shots. So yeah, yeah will I'll, be be interested. I'll be interested to see because yeah, it's just the first time that they've, uh, they get to go out and play and not really have a care in the world or, you know, I mean, they obviously want to win, you know, but um, we all know that uh, they've done enough uh, to get there. So 11.30 a.m. on uh, Thursday for that game. The winner goes on to play Michigan 11.30 a.m. on Friday. Um, that's what we need, just the third Michigan-Michigan State game in the span of four. Uh, as long as they're at 11.30, pal, I'm all Yeah, in. I know. I know you like it. Deadlines. It's all about the, the reporters. We <laughs> want to make life easy on you. It's a tough, 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 tough world. Hey, I've, I've said this before. Like, my, the first three, four years on the beat, they were – Michigan State was the three seed or the six. They, like, that's always the late game, like mm-hmm. at 9.30 or whenever the hell it starts. I, I was – when I first started on this beat, I'm like, the Big Ten tournament's the worst thing in the world. I know. I uh, misplaced, so I enjoy I misplaced, yeah. Yeah, I misplaced my violin, but uh, I appreciate you sharing, <laughs> sharing your worries. But anyway, uh, so those two games coming up, it's going to be fun. Um, Big Ten men starting uh, tomorrow, actually, Wednesday. Big Ten women start today. Michigan Michigan State are in there as well. Um, programming note you mentioned we're going to hop on to talk about the bracket. Um, we might be doing that as, as early as Sunday night uh, or Monday yeah. morning um, to discuss the bracket, break it down. We'll have Matt on, we'll have, we'll have James Hawkins, our UFM beat writer. We might even get Wojo if he's up that early or up that late or whatever. If he hasn't, haven't, we'll hasn't a, devoured we'll send a car for him or something. Yeah, like hasn't devoured too many gin and tonics. We might be able to get him on as well to break down uh, the NCAA tournament bracket, which will include Michigan and Michigan State and possibly the Oakland Golden Grizzlies. We'll find that out tonight, Tuesday night. So that's it. Check out DetroitNews.com for all our coverage. We're going to blow you away with too much coverage. So, um, you know, you'll have no shortage of options uh, of stories to read and previews and analysis and all sorts of good stuff, when, especially Sunday when the bracket comes out. So feel free to subscribe. We have great deals going on at DetroitNews.com. Um, and uh, it's important to support local journalism because uh, especially the sports writers, because as Matt pointed out, they have it so bad. Um, <laughs> follow Matt on Twitter at Matt Schreiber. You can follow me on Twitter at Tony Plum 1984. That's it for now. Once one more time, congratulations to Matt Ishbia. He's the smartest man in the world. Um, good for him. And uh, we'll be back next week to talk March Madness. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>